up, everybody? It is Dan with, of course, 4D. Uh, Joseph has some uh, school and some work stuff going on. Uh, it's Veterans Day, um, so I'm going to be jumping on and, and doing some 4D, of course. You know, we got the Dallas Cowboys, we got the draft, um, and we also got some doomsday defense. Um, you know, we, we weren't here last week. We both had some life stuff going on, which, hey, man, it, it happens. Um, so I'm back this week. So let's just, let's just talk, talk about the, the big elephant in the room. I'm sure a lot of people have talked about it is Terrence Steele. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing left tackle again this week. Um, I, look, playing on the right side next to hall, let's just call him a hall of famer, um, or a future hall of famer, whatever you want to call him, Zach Martin has either obviously been a huge boost to Terrence Steele or or Terrence Steele just is that much better on the right side, which I'm going to believe there is a lot of Zach Martin into that, right? Um, playing him on the left side has shown that it is a little bit mm, suspect. Now, granted, he's next to Williams. The Cowboys did not help him a ton on that side they didn't chip a lot um you know and and he's going to play this week and so how are they going to adjust i i don't know what the answer is here right do you, do you send zeke out to help help chip um do you help do you help him by putting a tight end out there but our tight ends are not great blocking tight ends um is this something where maybe you you bring in um ralston Right. And, and let Ralston be a quote unquote tight end and, and let him use his strength to, to be that chip blocker. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's an option. Um, you know, how are they going to adjust this blocking scene? Because if we we watch the game. Um, you know, if, if we watch the game, you will see that Dak rolled a ton to his right. Um, and, and a lot of that is because I think it was a plan since. Terrence Steele was the left tackle. Um, we can argue day and night whether or not the Cowboys should have gone and gotten an offensive tackle in free agency. We can argue that they should have just picked one up in the draft uh, earlier than later. Um, you know, first round, second round, we, we could argue that. We could argue they didn't make a trade for one. You know, either they be really believe Steele would be able to roll over there that Naseki would actually be able to, to play better than he has in his limited time. Um, maybe they thought Collins, they could move Collins over. Who, who knows what the actual internal thinking is, but the reality is Steele is on the left side and it, he needs help. Um, now, granted, you're, you're going up, you know, and, and you're, you're not playing a defense like Denver's and look people wanted to joke that Denver was a bad team Denver is not really a bad team Denver just has the defense and their offense man just was running you know it, it was running so keeping steel out there um you know you got the Falcons coming in and the Falcons are certainly not, you know, Denver, they're not awful, 
but they're not Denver either, right? Um, so hopefully they figure that part out. Hopefully they, they have some kind of an answer um, to help not just steal, but maybe that whole left side. Um, it's, it was ugly. It was, it was just ugly. So I wanted to get that right out of the way. Um, I, again, we, we've all talked about, you see it on, on Twitter, you see it in, in articles, you see it all over the place, radio. How are they going to help steel? Steel seems to be the topic for the week. Um, you know, we'll see, we'll, we'll see what they do, but there has to be some help. Um, I, I'm all for, like I said, throwing, finding Ralston and saying, Hey man, I'm going to line you up as a tight end and I'm going to have you just help him out strength wise. I, I don't know what else to do. Um, you know, maybe the tight ends, maybe Zeke. Do you want to put Zeke out there and have him keep getting hit by a, a, a defensive end? I don't know. Um, it's just something to watch for. So offense, let's talk about the offense now. Um, it was not in sync. Now, look, you know, our, our friend Mike Crum talked about maybe there was some rust to it um, from, from Dak sitting for two weeks. That's a possibility. I think a lot of it has to also do with steel and having to game plan a different way of playing. Um, there was some absolute mistakes, not just by Dak at the line, um, but also in the offensive play calling. Um, you know, the, they, the fourth down that they went for, and I mean, it was an eight, nine. I mean, we say it was an eight-man box. In reality, I think it was closer to like nine or ten. If you just look at how they were selling out. Oh, sorry, my phone. Uh, if they were just selling out. But man, I I don't know. I don't know what they need to do. Um, if Steele's going to be there, like on offense, like how are they going to do this? Um, I think it's deeper than steel. Um, but man, you have Zeke running into that box on a fourth and short and didn't check out of it. You didn't, that was the play you decided to roll with. And then even after seeing what they did, they continue to roll with it. And maybe they thought they could just do it. Maybe they just, they underestimated Denver. Um, but you saw it all game. You, you saw it all game that there were struggles to get guys open. There were struggles to get, you know, plays to certain sides of the field. Um, it was just a really, really ugly offensive game. Now, look, when flipping over to the defense here in a second, when, when your offense is rolling, right, it helps your defense. Why? Because teams get put into situations that they may not be if they're in, in they're leading the game or, you know, they, something's not working. So, you know, hopefully the offense, um, can kind of click a little bit better against a little bit of a malignant uh, Falcons defense and, and, you know, help the defense, our defense, put some pressure. Um, so flipping over to the defense, um, you know, Randy Gregory is your pass rusher. Um, Micah Parsons is looking like he's your number two option right now. Um, and, and I get it. People are going to probably want to kill me for this because, you know, everybody just people love Micah and look he's been better than I thought he would be but I still find especially with tank out his highest value is rushing the passer what does that mean for the the linebacker core look if the defensive line can get healed up and actually stop, stay in their gaps it it will help that right so 
I'm trying to get pressure. That's, you know, it, which is how your secondary becomes opportunistic, right? Bad throws, uh, hurried throws. Um, if you give guys time in the pocket, they're, it, these are pros, man. I, they're going to start eating you alive. That's why, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is eating you up. He, he had time, a lot of it, a lot of it for a lot of the game. Um, but notice when, when they sent pressure, right? So I think on defense, they're going to have to figure out, A, how to get more consistent pressure, B, how to stop the run. You know, you, you have Urban out, which hurts. You had Gallimore out. You've had, you have injuries on the defensive line. And what they've done slightly is adjust to saying, okay, if we have these injuries, what we're going to do is, you know, try to get upfield, try to, try to, you know, get to that quarterback. Well, the aggressive nature without being able to fill that gap in the center team, Denver ran on them all over the place. Um, so they're going to have to find a way to fill those gaps, um, close those gaps, stop the runs, and yet still can maintain pressure. Um, and that is Dan Quinn's job this week. Um, I think the secondary can handle most things thrown at them. Um, should, but if you don't have the pressure, they can't handle it. So the defense is going to have to find ways to create pressure and maintain gaps. Um, you know, we all thought they should have gone defensive tackle and free agents are in uh, uh, trades. They didn't. Um, and so here we are waiting for people to get healthy and um, we'll see. We'll see. You know, I mean, there's some health, there's some people getting back uh, slowly, you know, both sides of the ball, but you're going up against the Falcons. Um, you have a really good chance here to kind of, you know, get back on track, you know, you next play the chiefs um, who, you know, can be explosive on offense. Uh, you have the Raiders who are playing solid football. If we're being very honest, you have the saints who also playing fairly solid football, but then you get the Washington, the giants, you know, so we're going to, you have a stretch. This was always going to be the stretch right here, right? Um, maybe the Falcons were a trap game. I mean, the uh, maybe the Broncos were a trap game. I don't know. Um, but, you know, you got, you know, the Falcons, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Saints, you, you and then you have division rivalries. So they're going to have to figure it out. Health will help. Um, you know, Gallup's coming back on offense. You, you, you're getting some help back. Urban on defense, though, is a big one to help with that run defense. Um, just where they're at, just where they're at. Um, so, you know, the, switching from, you know, kind of this last game and where they need to go for this next game, um, you know, I, I think it's appropriate at this point to talk, you know, we're about halfway through the season. Um, let's talk about, you know, the three ups, the three downs so far for the first half of the season. Um, I think the, the, the number one up, it has been the defense. Now I can say the offense, but look, the offense we knew was going to be powerful, right? We, we knew it was going to be a thing. I, I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the offense hasn't been an absolute machine. What I'm saying it, the, on the up is that 
hey, we weren't expecting this. And so I think the defense coming together as, as it has and being opportunistic, um, the defense is, is better than I think, I know I thought it was going to be. Is it, you know, elite? Uh, no. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good defense. Um, the injuries have hurt, but I think it's a really good defense. Um, your number two, and look at, and that's going to include everybody, right? Like the entire defense, um, I can pick players out and say Diggs has been fantastic. Um, you know, Parsons has, has had some, his time and shine. Um, you know, Odigizua looks like a great pick. Uh, I mean, we can, we can pick individual players, right? Randy Gregory's a monster right now. Um, but I want to just kind of give it to the entire defense because it was not something I think any of us saw. Um, I think number two, again, look, we knew the offense would be explosive, but Dak has, outside of the last game, Dak has played easily top two or three quarterbacks in the league, right? Like everybody wants to talk about, you know, is he up for MVP? I believe he is. Um, but he has played like, the elite quarterback a lot of people knew he was um everything you wanted from him so far he has done you know look, one bad game does not beget you know what what there are some trolls out there who want to say otherwise not true Dak has played outstanding he is certainly your number two up uh number three look the coaching staff uh, you know there were after last season, this coaching staff took a lot of heat, especially Mike McCarthy. And look, is Mike McCarthy perfect? Uh, no, no, he's not. He makes mistakes. He, he, there's some clock management stuff. I know people want to want to freak out about him going for it and forth. I'm fine with most, almost all of the ones he's gone for. Um, what I will say, however, is you know, to pull this team together the way it has and the way this offense is run and the way this defense has started playing this coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. Um, and that starts with Mike McCarthy, whether people want to admit it or not, it starts with Mike McCarthy, the culture that he has built, the staff that is here, the way that staff is operating, the way these players are believing that starts with Mike McCarthy. You can hate him all you want, but he absolutely deserves the credit, okay? Um, now the downs. Look, our kicking game, I, I think most people still are very shaky on when our kicker takes the field. Um, it has cost us at least one game. Uh, so it's, it's a problem. Now, now they've, you know, they've brought in a, a kicker, they brought back Lirum, um, but it, it's still an issue. And, and if you can't rely on your kicker, you know, those three points could, or six points or whatever could, could mean a, a win or a loss. Um, you know, as much as there's people out there that don't ever want to kick field goals, it's part of the game, it's part of the strategy, um, putting points up on the board. They're going to have to do what they're going to have to do. Um, so I think that's the, the first down. Um, the second down, I, I would probably say, is they 
they the depth on the offensive line is still super questionable um and that includes some of the starters um you know uh, again you, you had the option i'm not trying to argue it you had the option between slater and parsons granted parsons has been playing great but you know seeing you know uh tyron go down having you know lyle out they've needed an offensive tackle for a couple of years and they've really just kind of thrown just random people at it, hoping that it works. This is not the same offensive line people remember. And everyone will say, Oh, they have one of the best offensive lines. Look, all of it's Tyron and Zach are really the two that, that are still here from that fantastic offensive line. We could say Lyle maybe, but you know, your center is, either regressed or just is not the guy we thought he was. Um, you have the much maligned Connor Williams, um, you know, up and down, most penalized player in the NFL. Um, and, and now you're, you know, Tyron's out and what do you, you're throwing steel out there. You have Inseki. You don't have, you don't have a lot. And if, heaven forbid Zach goes down, man, that offensive line becomes super questionable um, all the way across, except for maybe Lyle, who, look, he was sucking oxygen this last week because he hasn't played. Um, and, and his own fault, but he just hasn't played. So I, I just think it's, it, you know, offensive line has been very questionable. Um, I think it's been a down, even though the offense is rolling um, I still think that there's some some question marks, and, and it, it cost us a game this last week. If we're being honest, it, it absolutely cost us a game this last week. Um, it could be a whole bunch of things, yes, but, man, that offense is just in that line. Um, so the third down, the, the third down this year. So I, I've been fighting with, with this one quite a bit, um, you know, I, because this team has been rolling and, and how do you, how do you, you know, justify it down? Well, I, I think the lack of the lack of commitment by the ownership to improve the team during trade potential, there were opportunities to fix certain parts of this team, or at least add to certain parts of this team, you know, defensive tackle, um, offensive line, potentially, maybe um, there's, there's been questions. And so how do, that's been a, that's a down, you know, they, if they're really pushing for the Super Bowl, and you, you knew Urban was down, you knew you, you could have gone and trying to picked up another defensive tackle, uh, you have tanked down to who knows when, um, I've heard everything from the next couple of weeks to December. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, maybe he makes it back for the Saints game. Um, I'd love to see him earlier than that. But, you know, realistically, it's possible he cannot come back to Washington or the Giants. Um, I don't know. Well, it, it's just, it's a problem. Um, it was a problem. And now we have to kind of live with what we've seen. So I, I like talking about the positives here, but that's just the thing we have to do. All right. So let's look at the Falcons game, right? And the Falcons, the Falcons are a very odd 
team this year. Um, and, and look, I, the Falcons have not been really great. If we're just going to be honest, they have not been great. They got absolutely drubbed by the Eagles week one. They got hammered by the Broncos week two. They barely beat a really mediocre to bad Giants team. They, they came close, but lost to what looks like a very up and down kind of shaky Washington team. They barely beat the Jets by a touchdown. They barely beat a, a fairly mediocre Dolphins team. They lost to the Panthers by six, who now we see is a disaster. But they did beat the Saints. Um, you know, so it, it's uh, they're riding a you know two they're riding a three game four game. Let's see, one two three. Now that so they won three of the last four. They they lost to the Panthers by six. Um, so they're coming in. You know, they are they have thrown up some points. You know, they threw up twenty seven on the Saints. They threw up 30 on the Dolphins. They threw up 27 on the Jets. They threw up 30 on the loss to Washington. Um, you know, they, they granted they got drugged by the, the Buccaneers, still scored 25. So this offense can score, you know, Kyle Pitts, let's just be honest, Kyle Pitts has been uh, underutilized up till this last, you know, week, couple weeks. Um, it looks like Cordell Patterson is, is kind of looking all right. Um, they have, they have some offensive firepower, right? Um, how they go about attacking them? Well, you know, I, I think the, the big one to watch, right, is first off, how is that? How is that Falcons off defense going to attack the offensive line, right? I mean, it was an absolute mess. If you believe in PFF rankings, uh, Steele had a grade of a 35.3. Now, PFF grades, as we know, has some issues. Um, it is what it is. Um, but man, they they have to get this right. Um, now, the the bonus side, the Falcons have the fewest sacks in the NFL, and they're again PFF graded as one of the worst pass rushing units in the league. Um, I just, I, I hope it shows, you know, they, it shows that they can do this. Okay. Um, all the, all the right mixings are there for a bounce back game. Um, Steel having a, a decent game, but let's, even if he does, let's not look at this as a, you know, steals, steals great if he has a great game. It's the Falcons defensive line isn't just isn't there, right? Um, you know, this defense has been opportunistic. And Matt Ryan has played decently. 
right? He's completed about 70-ish passes, 70% of his passes. Um, and he's been solid. The problem is, is when in their four losses, he his completion rate has dropped. He's thrown interceptions. Um, he's made some mistakes into turnovers. It has cost his team. And so if they can sustain the pressure and force Matt Ryan to make that mistake, this defense is opportunistic enough to make them pay, um, which I believe they will in this game. Um, I don't think they want to another Denver game. Um, so I expect this defense to try to force Matt Ryan into some problems. Matt Ryan, one of Matt Ryan's problems that he has had is that he is trying to do things he not necessarily can't do anymore, but he can't do as, as consistently or as well anymore. And so um, I, I think getting him on pressure, getting him to turn that ball over once or twice, um, I, I think he will be just fine. Um, or the defense will be just fine, excuse me. And then the, the last piece, of course, is this offense, right? The, the Cowboys offense needs to click it up, right? And we talked about the, the pass rush, but look, four times, four, four times for, for the Falcons, they, they've allowed more than 28 points, right? In three of those, it was the Eagles, Washington, and Miami. This offense, when clicking, can absolutely blow a team off the field. Okay. The Cowboys have one of the best third down rates in football. Okay. Even after last week, still has one of the best third down rates in football. So if this offense can roll like we think it can, it is going to put a ton of pressure, a ton of pressure onto the Falcons offense and hopefully create the mistakes for Matt Ryan. But remember, they can score some points. Cordell Patterson has looked pretty sharp. And if this defense can't stop the run, watch Atlanta to try to milk that clock a little bit, um, you know, you've got to focus on pitch right now because that's really their prime option. Um, you know, we, we know about the mental health issues and um, with their wide receiver and, and look, I'm going to take a, take a moment here. It's veterans day. So I am going to take a moment, you know, standing up for mental health here. Um, you know, people want to, people want to, you know, bash, um, you know, looking for, you know, mental health, right? Um, you know, Calvin Ridley is, is like, I need to step away from mental health. And he did the right thing for himself. You can hate the move as a, as a Falcons fan or as a football fan or whatever. Mental health is extremely important. And I give him a lot of respect and a lot of props to saying he needs help and he needs to focus on his mental health. Um, if you are struggling, if you have problems, reach out for help. There are people out there that will listen. 
Um, there are people out there that would be happy to help you. It is not weakness to ask for help. It is not, you know, it is not shameful. It is not embarrassing. Um, my own thing, just so you all know, um, a little over a decade ago, I thought about ending it all. I had a plan. I had the letter. I had it all done. Um, I struggled really bad and, uh, I needed help. I got help. I still do my counseling today. I am much, I am in a totally different space. I'm on, I can, I'm proud to say I am, I have come to the other side of, of most of that. Look, I will always struggle in my life. I get that, but, um, just a different, different mental place, a lot of work and it's okay to ask for help. So wanted to take that break, you know, respect the Calvin Ridley. Um, but in the football sense, you know, him being out, uh, really now means you have to focus on Kyle Pitts. So I think they can do that. I think they will do that. Are they going to try? Got to stop Cordell Patterson. Um, of course, we always try to do some kind of prediction here. I'm not a huge prediction guy. You guys know this, um, but I think the Cowboys certainly bounce back here. Uh, and I think it's going to be somewhere around a 30 to 31 to about a 17 or 20. Somewhere in there, um, if, if somebody held my feet to the fire and said, what's the exact score going to be, I'd probably say something like 31 to 20. Um, again, I, I just, I don't know with it, what this defense, defensive line is going to be without being able to stop the run until they do it. So 31 20, um, Cowboys will walk out and start focusing on the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, so this one's going to be a fairly short podcast, guys, because I'm, I'm doing this one by myself. Um, I Let's talk about college football real quick and the draft, because, of course, we cover that here. Uh, first off, back to the quarterbacks again. I'm still waiting for one. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know how or who is going to finally be that guy. Um, I, I would like to know who's going to be that guy uh, because it helps absolutely with the whole thing. Um, you know, when you start looking at, you know, how the players are, you know, how it's going to break down and, and how it's going to end up working and, and, you know, predictions and look, quarterbacks tend to go high anyway, even if they're not the consensus, you know, this guy is just lights out, but teams need quarterbacks. So um, I guess right now, Matt uh, Corral, I, I guess he's probably your number one, maybe Malik Willis. I, I could buy that. Um, maybe I, I just, gosh, it is such a hard thing. Um, I, if you guys got any ideas, um, I, let me know. <laughs> Cause I, I think just like most of us, we're all stuck in this, like, I don't know who's going to be the guy, right? Um, you got Malik Willis, you got Corral, look, you got Riddler, I guess maybe Riddler. Um, Riddler's been strong. I mean, he's had some up and down struggles here and there, but like, you know, who else you got? Kenny Pickett, Carson Strong, Sam Howell. Rattler certainly isn't it now. 
um, I, I just, it is a really hard thing. Um, and, you know, and it's funny as I look at other people's writings and, and whatnot, like everybody kind of feels like, you know, there, there's no consensus really. I, you know, the only consensus is that Matt Corral is probably your number one. All right. I, I think that's it. And then after that, you know, it could be anywhere from Sam Howe to Carson Strong to Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. Um, you got Caleb Ellaby out of uh, Western Michigan. You, I mentioned Riddler. You got, uh, gosh, Jaden Daniels, maybe. I, I, you know, man, it's just a really, really, really rough draft. And I don't know. I'm please, somebody, somebody. <laughs> He's somebody, you know, make, make a, make a case to be the number one. Um, now I will also say, you know, there's still a lot of football left. We, we there's some time, but good night. Now, if you are somebody in this draft who is looking for, let's say an edge, mm, you, you might be able to, you know, that might be your spot. Um, this is actually a pretty solid defensive end draft. I mean, you can get us, it stacks itself, man. It'll stack itself somewhere. I believe, uh, start stacking itself in the second and stay somewhat stacked probably up and through the fourth round. Um, there's just, uh, it's a really, it's a fairly deep edge class uh, or defensive line class. You know, it, it's probably your top, mm, out of your top 10, you probably have three or four defensive linemen. Um, so safeties, it's, it's a decent class at safety. Defense seems to be the big one for this class. Now, look, there's, there's some wide receiver stuff going on that I'm, I'm not going to, you know, you got Olave, you got Wilson, you got, you know, Burks, you got London. Um, but really, if you're looking at it, man, defensive line might be this draft's like thing. Um, there's, there's some decent offensive line as well. Like I said, there's some, you know, offensive tackles, Nicholas Petit Friere, who I absolutely love out of Ohio State. Uh, Trevor Penning out of Northern Iowa looks really sharp so far. Um, you know, I, is there a, a consensus top offensive tackle? Mm, probably Evan Neal um, out of Alabama. Maybe Charles Cross. I, you'll have to we'll have to go back and watch more of both of them. Um, but man, this this is just one of those deep classes. Conversely, you know, for the Cowboys, as we're looking at it. Wide receiver could be a need next year. May not be, you know, it depends what they do with Gallup and, and Wilson and how they play Noah and, and all of that comes out, right? But this is not a, oh my gosh, there is these massive, you know, like wide receivers kind of after the first bunch, right? There Usually you'll see like a big group somewhere in the second round. It really isn't a huge group in that second round. Um, not yet, at least there's, there's some first round talent. And then you kind of got this maybe early second round talent. And then it just kind of falls off till about the third round right now. 
um, you know, with Zay Flowers and and David Bell and Jamison Williams and you know uh, Wandale Robinson, uh, who I probably like more than some, uh, Trey Turner, who I might like a little bit more than others at this point. Uh, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting if they decide to not have Gallup how they play this because this isn't that draft right where you walk in knowing hey, if I miss a guy, there's going to be a guy here. You may not have that this year. Um, it's really, it, this is a really defensive heavy draft, um, you know, cornerbacks. And there's there's actually some really solid safeties uh, kind of throughout the first three rounds. Uh, it kind of drops off a little bit after that, but those first three rounds or so are going to, there's going to be quite a few safeties. And you probably will, will have a drop off till about the fifth round. Um you know, you might get a fourth, a late fourth or something. But for now, I, I think that's kind of the way this draft for now looks. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my my personal thoughts on this. Again, please, please, some college quarterback who's getting ready for the draft, please step up and and do something. <laughs> Just do something. Um, if you guys have draft questions, if you want me to look at a player, um, you, you want Joseph to look at a player, please hit us up. Uh, you, of course, you can find Joseph at the J.A. Massey. Um, you can also find him at Starboys with his articles. You can find me at Dan underscore Rupert on Twitter on the old bird app. Um, and then of course, you can find me at fansided at SportDFW um, where my articles are. But yeah, a short pod this week, um, you know, I wanted to get make sure you guys got something out there. Uh, let me know uh, what you guys think. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying our pods, and uh, get back to it next week. Get you guys on the flip.